1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. It is Mackie and Judd with
3: Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. I'm Rami, there's Judd sitting across from me, Phil Mackie. Setting up the Twitch stream, that's at twitch.tv slash skornorth. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook using that very same handle. That's at skornorth651-646-8255 is the number to dial if you want to chime in on the show and on the NFL free agency frenzy Bonanza. Are we streaming now, Phil? Are we all set up? We're streaming on Twitch. We are streaming on Twitch. Yes, we are. So
4: uh, you can interact with us in the comment section on uh, on the Twitch site, Rami, just throughout twitch.tv slash scorenorth. If you are listening on demand, you can still interact with us. Just find us live next time. And you can interact with us during our show. It'll Anytime be great. you want. Alright. Well, Nick Foles just signed a contract. Yes, he Let's, did. There's so many places we could start here, and we're going to go through, if you're if you've been at work today, there's been contracts agreed to. The Vikings cut Mike Remmers. They cut Andrew Sandejo. Um, But let's start with the Nick Foles contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I wonder what, like, Blake Bortles, I wonder if you're, is he just at home watching this come across NFL Network, <laughs> like, yep, I'm not a starter anymore.
3: Still rich, but I'm not a starter if anymore. he's <laughs> very rich. If
4: he's
0: surprised, he is possibly the dumbest human being on the face of the earth, yep. though. Well,
3: he doesn't see a lot of things coming based on his <laughs> quarterback play. Touche, Rami, very well put. That's probably accurate. Uh, so the contract
4: is reportedly $88 million over four years with $50 million guaranteed. Compare that to the Kirk Cousins contract of three years, 84 million, all of it guaranteed. So you're getting an extra year spreading the money out over an extra year. So instead of paying almost 30 million, you're paying about $22 million a year and you're guaranteeing far, far less money. Would you rather have that contract? Because I don't know what the argument would be for the Kirk Cousins contract over the Nick Foles contract.
3: The Kirk Cousins, Nick Foles comparison. And for some reason, this isn't the first time it's come up. This is like the third time it's come up in the last two months since I've gotten here. And it's, it's an interesting conversation to me because when you look at these guys on paper and the measurables and the arm strength and the accuracy and everything else, I think you would say Kirk Cousins... Is the better physical specimen? Like if you were creating a quarterback, you would take more of the qualities that Kirk Cousins has than Nick Foles. But Nick Foles seems to have those things and things that I think are overblown sometimes, and not at all always buy into. But it seems to be real with him, and that's the intangible and and that guy's. Like him, guys follow him, guys seem to want to win and play better when they play with him for whatever reason. It's real with Nick Foles. That factor is a real thing. So do you want the, the, the better physical specimen of a quarterback or do you want the guy who has that it factor but isn't maybe quite as talented?
0: So, Foles also, I guess there is a reported, uh, potential for $14 million in incentives as well. So, if he gets to those, we're talking about 102 over four years. Now he's got to get to those. So, there's two things I've I've thought about in, in this since this story broke, because it is intriguing that Cousins got this ironclad first ever fully guaranteed deal. And Foles, who has certainly been effective when given the opportunity in the last two years, did not. And the two things that came to mind. Uh, for me were the were these two things one is was there a bidding war for foals because it doesn't appear as if there was we've
4: been assuming he was going to Jacksonville from day one. Well, what do you mean Judd? It's it's it. There's it's only been four hours since you can have conversations with free agents. It'd be tuff, <laughs> tough to have a bidding war. Well, yeah, because the league. Well, well, you know, some dude signed for like sixty million. Was it the the offensive lineman from the Patriots? Yeah, uh, that signed know, for not, like sixty million dollars yeah. five minutes into the tampering period. Yeah. for God's sakes.
0: Well, it is fantastic that that you think, man. You know, noon Eastern, this whole thing started, and look at all these contracts have been agreed to so far. Wow, it's really surprising. But I think the, the, it seems to me that there was no real bidding war at all for Foles, that, that it was sort of a given he was going to Jacksonville. And so in the cousins case, you did have, as Kirk talked about on that documentary that we saw, Kirk, you know, played the Jets against the Vikings and vice versa. So that helped Kirk as well. Yes. The other thing I wonder in Foles' case too is when he hit the market again as well as he's played when given an opportunity, you guys, the last two years. He has had this bite at the apple before, and you saw it play out, and it wasn't necessarily fantastic. And so, in Kirk's case, you know, this was Kirk's first time being able to leave Washington, and so I think you had teams like the Jets and Vikings who were potentially smitten with what could possibly be. With Foles, you've sort of seen that before, and you saw, oh, it wasn't that great. And I wonder if that took away from the overall value that, that he had this time.
4: Yes. And and just for the record, I'd much rather have the Nick Foles contract, which means I guess I'd rather have Nick Foles because you just it wouldn't be you wouldn't have to sit there and figure out, well, how do we cut ten million dollars from the salary cap, right? But year to year, the circumstances dictate it's supply and demand in the NFL. And right. there are thirty two teams demanding a top quarterback, and there's only about <laughs> 18 to 25 guys that could potentially even be a top quarterback in the NFL. And so therefore, if Kirk Cousins is out there on last year's market, he gets paid like a top quarterback because supply and demand. And in this case, it does seem like, to Judd's point, Teddy Bridgewater was out there. By the way, he went back to the Saints as a uh, backup to Drew Brees, and maybe he becomes the Saints starter at some point. Um, It seems like there were fewer desperate teams looking for quarterbacks and enough options out there that you didn't have the bottleneck, the Kirk Cousins bottleneck that you had on last year's market. So
3: essentially we're saying it's not its not even fair to compare the contracts, right? Because the market dictates the contract, and it was a more competitive market for Kirk Cousins than what yeah. it was this year for Nick Foles. If so, the
4: Vikings had an option to pay a lot less money last offseason for Nick Foles they would have they would have chosen okay, Nick Foles right both
3: both the Vikings and the Jaguars today paid what they had to pay to get their quarterback so to me throw out the contracts which player would you rather have which guy would you I, rather I, have I, under right center? now the
4: con- but if you throw out the if you throw out the contract it makes it a different cuz cuz the contract does matter right like i'd rather have i'd rather have uh I think Kirk Cousins is a better current quarterback than Lamar Jackson, but I'd rather have Lamar Jackson because he's a lot less expensive Start, and I can buy defensive starting, players.
0: Starting point, if if instead of a of, of free agency period right now, both these players were put on the open market in sort of a quarterback draft, but you can only pick between Foles and Cousins, who do you pick?
4: Oh, man.
0: Because I probably, in retrospect now, having seen what I've seen, I probably pick Foles really, but but again, in the Vikings defense a year ago, I hadn't watched and they had, so per- perhaps this is an indictment in some ways. I hadn't watched Cousins enough to know what I know now, which and and what I saw, you know, statistically, if you just strip away the play itself and and show me cousin statistics from two thousand and eighteen, yeah. they're pretty good. But when you see a player essentially every snap of every game and you're like, okay, that's the strength, that's the weakness, Ooh boy, that's not good.
4: I probably take Nick Foles. So this is a it's a it's a great question. Congratulations. Yes, yes, Fantastic. yes. Tommy Mac, a great question. Thank um, you. I sort of spiced it up, though. I thought the the answer is the answer is Nick Foles. Really, the answer is Nick Foles because both of you are saying Foles, and and it's hard to compare the two because one of them is this situational, a backup turn starter in these crucial situations, and he's capitalized. He's late in the season playoffs, Super Bowl, but, grain of salt, can he do it 16 games at a time? In fact, Nick Foles has never started more than 11 games in a single season. So, you're looking at Nick Foles and saying, you've gained enough experience and you've shown enough in the biggest of moments that we think if we entrust you to play 16 games at a time, you're going to be better than you were the last time you tried to play 16 games at a time under Chip Although you had the one amazing year under Chip Kelly. So, there's some... He's proven it at the peak moments of of your season's at a crossroads, and you need a quarterback to come through, and he's proven it at that point, but he hasn't proven it over the course of 16 games.
3: Kirk Cousins is the exact opposite. I was just going to say, the exact opposite? Opposite. he has the much larger sample size of getting it done. He has a regular season sample size
4: of not being a disaster. But if you dig beneath, I've seen so many people in the last few weeks, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. Okay, like Blake Bortles was that guy for John Kitna was that guy. Just because you put up fantasy football numbers doesn't mean when you dig beneath the surface, are you winning on the road? Are you winning in prime time? I feel are you like beating? It's not
3: fair to compare him to Blake Bortles. That's that's cutting deep, dude. I mean, look at Blake Bortles' best season.
4: Blake Bortles' best season was a very know, Cousins-like season. A lot of garbage this one, this time. It's
3: one season. Like, it's, I, Cousins is better than Bortles. Okay. I'll, I'm, not,
4: right. I'm not saying that... But that, then again, my dog is too, so let's just right. not go there. But Cousins has shown you, I can give you fantasy numbers over 16 games, but I'm probably not going to win against winning opponents. I'm probably not going to win in prime time, and I'm probably not going to be the thing that carries you when you need to be carried. Nick Foles has shown you I can carry you when you need to be
3: carried. Very interesting. It's I mean, I don't I don't think there's a clear cut answer. I'm just surprised that both of you, without hesitation, well I hesitated. In uh, fairness, slightly. Judd didn't hesitate.
0: I, I didn't hesitate. And I, part of the reason why I didn't is is what I've heard as well and seen. And that's gonna go to a very important thing when it comes to the position that these guys play, the intangibles. Rami, I'm sorry. And and you, you weren't here yet for this. But when you are essentially in the most important game of your season, melting down on the sideline at Adam Thielen.
3: Oh no, I that, saw it. It was against, well, but
0: was right the Bears. Okay, but the point, the, yeah, and you were happy about it. <laughs> the point being, Rami, that that's troublesome. Like that's a trouble. That that's a time. That's a point in time where those two players should not be um butting heads, and they they are. And Foles seems like locker room wise and team wise, he's really good. And I think in fairness, if Bridgewater taught us one thing, it's that the, the amount the quarterback is respected, he doesn't have to be liked as like, Oh, he's a great guy. I love him, but respected and looked at by his teammates at a pot as a positive in- influence because he's so important yeah. does come back to being an important thing. And I would ask you guys, what do we see from Cousins last year where you're like, Oh, okay. He's got that. He's got that. That's Chicago. The rocks in the vase. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Thank you.
4: I'm posting a poll right now here to the uh, brand new Score North Vikings Twitter account. You can vote. Uh, just you can follow uh, twittercom Vikes. I'm going to post this question on Mackie and Jeb with Rami right now. If the contracts were equal, who would you rather have a quarterback? Nick Foles or Kirk Cousins? And to piggyback off what Jeb was saying and maybe we're wrong on this but just the public perception and what you gather from the Eagles and what you gather from the Vikings it feels like those Eagles players will go to war with Nick Foles now would they have would it feel that way if they didn't win the Super Bowl if they had lost to the Patriots with the Vikings it feels like there's still a major feeling out process between not only cousins and the fans and cousins and and the organization but cousins and his teammates interactions like the one you're talking about on the sidelines doesn't it kind of feel like okay Not quite sure about this guy yet. Let's give him year two and see if there can be some more chemistry. Because I don't, I don't sense full buy in yet from his teammates. Even
3: I think we, I think we jump to a lot of conclusions and make a lot of assumptions based on what we see on the sideline or what we hear coming out of a locker room from reporters. And I'm not saying there's nothing to that. That that's that's a lot of all we have to go on, and a lot of the times that stuff is accurate. So all I'll say is that from the outside in. It certainly appears that Nick Foles has the appreciation and respect of his teammates more so than than Kirk Cousins does. But I, I don't know that we can definitively say that from where we sit and what we observe, can we? We can come pretty close, I think. <laughs> I think we can come very close. And and to Foles' credit, though, I do
0: believe that he became a better player and probably a more professional person because of the struggles that he went through after he left Philadelphia the first time. Because things really went wrong. That, that Rams thing with, with uh, Fisher, he was basically going to be done. And I think you either are just washed up and done from that or you learn. So who knows? Maybe in five years when he's with the Jets, Kirk will turn things around and be like, I learned a lot when I was you know, not doing well with the Vikings. But this also comes back to the conversation, though, about if you don't have one of those top five QBs, like the elite of the e- elite, how much cap do you want to tie up with them? And th- this is why everyone's always always trying to find the next Teddy or the or Mahomes is now a godsend or Jared Goff because you've got a very competent to MVP in Mahomes's case quarterback playing for you, and yet you can go spend on other positions until he has to get paid. But that's why it really is the key to try and identify and draft that quarterback and develop him as soon as possible yeah. because then you've got a world of opportunity roster construction wise that doesn't have your quarterback as is the case with Cousins eating up 29 million.
4: Yeah, and we can dive into so many more of these things throughout the the rest of the show here today, but when 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 the Vikings signed that contract, we had discussion after discussion about this is great, the Vikings got the quarterback they identified and down the road at some point, you're going to have to make really tough roster decisions on Guys like Xavier Rhodes, guys like Trey Waynes, and maybe we underestimated the decisions they'd also have to make on guys like Everson Griffin, maybe even Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Mike Remmers was, oh, I wouldn't say a wonderful, a serviceable right tackle who got run through the ringer in different positions. And and now you're sitting here and you're trying to patchwork with very little salary cap space because you have a 30, almost $30 million quarterback on your roster.
3: So they have about what ten million dollars in cap space after today with the moves of Sendejo and Remmers. Yes, sent back yeah, in. somewhere in there. It was okay.
0: thir- it was thirty one of thirty two teams when the day began, and according to OverTheCap.com dot com now, since they uh, didn't pick up Sendejo's option and released Remmers, they are twenty eighth. They have thirteen point four million dollars in cap room right okay. now as we talk.
4: Well, let's um. Let's come back and talk of this. Every time you look at NFL Twitter, and tonight we're going to do a live a live stream on Twitter and Facebook and and Twitch. Collar, Judd, myself, we're just going to hang out. And we're going to watch NFL Twitter and put it on the screen <laughs> and, and Vikings Twitter, and and look at the rumors and see what's out there. And we're just going to hang out tonight after our show is over. But let's go through some of the things that have happened just this afternoon since you guys did Purple Daily. Things that apply to the Vikings and get into some of the uh, potential Viking speculation, too. The Kyle Rudolph stuff is weird to me. I don't know about you guys, but the Kyle... The- His comments, too, kind of like... Even he's kind of... Well, we'll get into that stuff. Yeah. Back. It's, but it's very strange. Yeah, it's even, very strange. Even he's kind of wondering, like... <laughs> like Are you guys sure about this? My cap number is <laughs> high. They have my number, right? <laughs> like, they my, know how to reach me? <laughs> he basically admitted, my cap is kind of high. I mean, like... <laughs> Maybe we should think about this. <laughs> Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and scorenorth.com where you can find regular updates throughout Vikings Free Agency and with the draft coming up. Let's talk about federated insurance here. I got some stats for you, okay? Forget about those quarterback stats. I've got stats that actually matter to your life, perhaps. Drowsy driving is a major problem in this country. Almost almost 800 people died in accidents involving drowsy drivers In uh, 2017, 90,000 crashes involved drowsy drivers in 2015. Drowsy driving accidents happen most frequently between midnight and 6 a.m. Many crashes in which fatigue is a factor involve a single driver with no passengers and happen on rural roads or highways. So have your radar up not only for other people and drowsy driving, but just be self-aware. How tired are you? What what tire, if you're driving at midnight, one in the morning? Even if you don't have any alcohol in you, you might not be ready to be on the roads. Federated Insurance is here to keep you alert and well rested, and at least have the knowledge to be self aware. It's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Job with Rami.
1: Because what you listen to doesn't come from just one source. We offer Minnesota sports. Minnesota sports. Lots of it. Whenever you want it. Wherever you are. Even when you're mobile, on the move, remain grounded with access to the content that you're passionate about. Get it all here. Score North. Minnesota Sports. Anytime, anywhere. ScoreNorth.com. It's the football free agency frenzy bonanza. NFL players can sign with new teams. It's true. They can. It's unbelievable. Football free agency frenzy bonanza on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Football.
4: These jokesters on NFL Network have stolen our. Are they
3: always called it free agency frenzy? I've never noticed if they did. But they're missing Bonanza, so who cares? Yeah, yeah it's not, We I mean, one-upped them. Exactly. We said, yeah.
0: we'll take your frenzy. We'll make it a Bonanza. And next <laughs> year,
3: we'll have to add something to that, because they'll surely steal free agency frenzy Bonanza, the so f- we'll have to make it the free agency frenzy Bonanza Spectacular. <laughs> or blowout. Or super happy fun time. Just a super happy fun time. Could on be the that, end too. too. <laughs> like that. That's pretty <laughs> so good. <football>. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think Adam Schefter, when he wakes up, on this day,
4: this the, the legal tampering period day, where it's on, man. Like this is your week to shine.
3: I, I, I bet Adam Schefter gets up at like three in the morning and just goes straight to the gym. Just goes and just pumping an iron and getting ready for the big day. Bloods a little bit, yeah. I bet you're right. Gets some blood pumping. How many phones d- does he have? I think
0: I see at least two, if not three, on the table in front of him pretty constantly. But how many? How many operating cell
4: phones? Bat phones for this, do you think Schefter has? Why would you need more than two? I understand why people, some people might say, why do you need more than one? Well, if you're, if you know, family and business or whatever, right? Or for athletes, oftentimes it's people who I actually care about and a fake number that I can give to reporters and things. And side like, chicks. <laughs> I was right. going right. to say, yeah. Where, yeah. you can't leave out the girlfriends. Side is that the third phone? Like, what, <laughs> what would the you third, think phone Shefter's
3: third phone be? Schefter's third phone and side chick phone? <laughs> well, Phone three. My sons are telling
4: me I'll be swinging through town next week. I'm staying at the Marriott.
0: Get the points. I got to think that by the time you get, if you're shifty, by the time you get to cell phone three, three or, or four, four, it's not even on. <laughs> it's just These for phones sure. are about appearance sake. You just lay them out. Yeah. Because I can be picking them up. Who knows if they're on or not? So they're just laying there, right? So by the time he gets the fourth phone, it's probably not on. It's probably not even. It's probably an old
4: phone. It's probably from like 19- probably
3: a BlackBerry.
4: Yeah, it's probably from <laughs> two thousand one. Do you put them all in
3: your pockets? I don't know. You got, bre- you got the breast pocket you walk on the jacket with that many with that many phones. Well, you can have
0: you could have one in each pocket in your pants. You got the breast pocket in your coat
4: in your suit coat, which could house at least one if not two. Sure. You got the inner pockets. The, yeah. Sometimes the pocket, the pocket on the outside of you know your sport coat.
3: He should you just have a it. belt that goes across his chest that hey, just holds all like a, like a magazine of phones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> speaking speaking Amouflage.
0: Speaking of of looks, did you guys see Carl Anthony Towns on the bench last night not playing watching the game in a hoodie and like a suit coat? I was watching w- WWE
4: Fastlane so I missed I'm it. I'm wondering no. where this came from and I'm thinking I saw LeBron rocking that look. During, I'm thinking this might be his me. injury. Hmm. Like you know, I've got hoodie, I've got the, the wide coat. array
0: of the hoodies, so I'm wondering if I should start to try to rock a sport coat of some sort. Can like you that. please
4: bring bring a hoodie and a sport coat tomorrow so we can take some pictures and see what the audience thinks? Okay, sure. You know what else I'd
3: like to see you try is the uh, Jimmy Butler Karate Kid headband. That would be short-lived. <laughs> that would be funny, but I'm serious about this. You haven't oh seen you didn't see Jimmy it? Butler like, like, had like a cobra
4: kai Just headband. it's not
3: I mean it's not the the, it. the design, it's not the art design of the karate kid, but the the style of it. It ties up in the back. You haven't seen Jimmy Butler's headband? It was last week, right? It was over the weekend. Yeah. yeah somebody no, sent I it to me. Seen this.
0: No. I think Rami sent it to me with some smart Alec right. remark. Let me find this. Trying now. to get me worked up. But oh, anyway, okay. I
3: I think the sport coat and the hoodie might be my look. Oh, here's the movie. look. Sport coat, hoodie, and karate kid headband. Well, that could I, be, think, I think I think that's much. the new Judd's all game. Could
4: be big changes for, <laughs> for Judd. Yeah.
3: It's too much. Now, it's too much. We are
4: uh, for better or worse, Mackie and Judd with Rami, and this is for Score North all week long. If you're new, wondering what what is Score North, it's fifteen hundred ESPN is now Score North, and we are your home for Vikings free agency week. We're calling it free agency frenzy bonanza. We've got Purple Daily every day at noon, expanded Purple Daily throughout the week, and anything that happens, or anything that might happen, or anything that should happen. We've got you covered on all of our shows, all available on demand at scorenorth.com, com, and articles galore as well. couple other things that have happened here this afternoon, and again, you can't officially sign with anyone, but Deshaun Jackson was either traded to or signed with
3: the Eagles. Yeah, during Purple Daily today, the news came down that the Buccaneers had released him, and he was expected to join the Eagles, but then you saw something come across. I Houston. just saw it. Not too long ago that there, it was a trade there's a
0: report now that it's a trade and he's being sent I, I believe he had 10 million left on the last year of his contract and that and he's being sent to Philadelphia okay
3: um I'm just gonna go through a couple of other... it and sorry no. didn't it end badly for him in Philadelphia when he was when he was leaving less weren't there reports that he was gang affiliated yes. and wasn't he accusing the Eagles of putting that out there to hurt his value on the market but that was chip Kelly right that was that was the Chip Kelly yeah, regime. And I, that yeah. entire regime is I believe all
4: gone now. Okay. Chip Kelly didn't he also leak things anti Lashawn McCoy things too? Yes. There I was believe some, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Some some bad stuff there. Um Frank Orr is <laughs> ageless one. Still playing. Would've he been. has agreed to a 1-year $2 million deal with the Buffalo Bills according to multiple reports. And the Anthony Bar market is heating up here with let's see with Trey Flowers to the Lions, Anthony Barr to the Jets could be the next domino to fall. So if there is any thought or hope of well, maybe the Vikings can work. Anthony Barr is even more gone than he was before. Yeah, like he is, he's gone, he's gone. Mm-hmm. and that's what happens when you when you have to get into the thirty million dollar range for your quarterback. Um, the only other, I mean, there's been all kinds of linemen off the board here. The the Bengals are signing offensive tackle Bobby Hart. To a three-year, twenty-one million-dollar contract, according to Adam Schefter. Yeah, these linemen are a little bit expensive. Like the Vikings aren't shopping in the premium linemen section, right? They're in more of like the three-dollar DVD bin for linemen. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's probably right. right. Well, and plus they're in the guard bin, probably not the tackle bin,
1: which yeah. is even more, like the more of a discount. Bin. Yeah.
3: So Home Alone Three is going to be playing left tackle for the for the Vikings next year, possibly. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's what All we're right. saying here. <laughs> Slap <laughs> too, yeah. Okay.
4: But I was doing some thinking. I want your guys' thoughts on this, uh, just like what the Vikings how they should frame up their strategy for this week and for the upcoming draft. And I think, I mean, there's probably five different needs that you could point to but offensive line is your biggest need. And I think third wide receiver, I know that story you guys talked about on purple daily today, that oh, we should hit on that. Yeah. That Gary Kubiak has high hopes for Laquan Treadwell. Well, you're fired. If that's the case, <laughs> and it's been, okay, Hey, thanks for joining us a few
2: weeks ago. You're Very fired nice. now, but I think
4: third wide receiver is a more glaring need than it has been publicized this off season. So here would be my strategy. I think just looking, even with some of these guys signing with, with Deshaun Jackson off the board, there are so many potential reliable third wide receivers on the free agent market. I mean, go get a guy who can just catch a pass 30 times on the third down this year. Go get Cole five. go get Cole Beasley for a couple million bucks, right? I mean, there's so many options out there. I think you can you have a better chance of plugging a third wide receiver spot in free agency for a couple million bucks, somebody reliable. Offensive linemen, even in the bin you're shopping in, you're just there's Offensive lineman is one of the the highest demand positions in NFL free agency every single year. And so guys like Mike Remmers get paid out the wazoo, right? Riley Reef gets paid, average left tackle gets paid out the wazoo when he's a free agent. I think you're better off, if you can get a deal for an offensive lineman in free agency, awesome, get a deal. I think you're better off drafting two or three offensive linemen and using free agency for safety, for bargain bin wide receiver, if you go the other way and you overpay for an offensive lineman and now you're stuck with plugging multiple different holes in the... I think you can plug multiple holes with your free agency budget with that second wave once the discounts come around and you can go blue-chip offensive lineman in the first and second round. That would be my strategy. Yeah. What do and, you guys think? Uh,
0: well, I think that you're probably right. And here here's where I've begun to change my thinking and understand what um, Kramer wrote a few weeks back in the Star Tribune when he speculated that Riley Reef might get moved to guard which struck me as really really odd. I wonder now if this team is looking long and hard at either moving up in the first round or if a tackle drops to them, potential left tackle, taking that player and I realize that this is a gamble again. But if if they're go if they're going to draft an offensive lineman in the first round, my guess is they they prefer to take a tackle from a guard because guards guards you can find a little bit more and then shift reef to guard, bring in a tackle and this is a gamble again. But if you take a, a tackle first round, bring that guy into play left tackle. And then perhaps bring a a guy like Nick Easton, who they liked and got hurt last year, back to play the other guard. And then bank on the fact that your new scheme is going to work. So that's, but I think your needs, Phil, are correct. I think third receiver for sure, offensive line without a doubt. And the one thing that we've been going back and forth about on Purple Daily is if Richardson leaves, maybe an interior tackle as well, Rami.
3: Not just an an interior tackle. If Richardson leaves and you lost Anthony Barr, who helped you with your pass rush, and I think the option of cutting Everson Griffin loose is, is on the table as well, you're talking about three of your better players on your front seven and three of the guys who did a lot of the work in getting after quarterbacks or at least eating up blockers so other guys can get after quarterbacks it's easy to say Mike Zimmer is a defensive mastermind and he should be able to scheme these guys up and, and get a better performance out of them but when you're talking about three got guy, three guys of that caliber of Barr Richardson and Griffin you have to replace those guys you can't just you can't just say next guy up on on your depth chart you have to go out and get talent that at least comes close to to what those guys brought to the field on on a week to week basis. Those are three very good players, two of whom are it seems like are already as good of gone in Barr and Richardson, and the third in Griffin, it seems like it it's a realistic possibility that he's he's gonna be sent packing very soon too. Three guys in your front seven who play at that level, it's it's not easy to replace them, and I don't care who your head coach or defensive coordinator is. But here
4: is the good news with the Vikings going back even before Rick Spielman got here, and going back to Antoine Winfield in 2004 in free agency, that was a, that was a free agent signing, right? That wasn't yes, so a trade. Was. Yep. I mean they Sorry. they are aggressive and they look to create cap space. They look to make moves, and people make the incorrect apples to oranges comparison of well, the Twins never do anything. Well, if if the NFL didn't have a salary cap and full on national tv deal revenue sharing Mm -hmm. you really think the jaguars would be the team jacksonville would be the market that gets the most coveted quarterback for 22 million dollars no it would have been it would have been a new york team or it would have been a bigger market team but so in fairness the nfl levels the playing field so that buffalo and jacksonville and minnesota can spend with new york and san francisco and los angeles but even with that said the Vikings, year after year, it's, well, need a defensive tackle to, to put next to Linval Joseph. Cool. Let's go get Sheldon Richardson for 8 <laughs> or $10 million, right? Man, need a running back to make sure that Dalvin Cook doesn't have to just come in and actually, they, they've signed Latavius Murray before they drafted Dalvin Cook, but let's go get a guy who's been a 1,000-yard rusher and a three-down back, right? Uh, They don't just make a beeline right for the used DVD bin always. This year might be a little bit different because they just don't have as much cap space. But if you're a Vikings fan and you're watching this week and you're following, you know that they're going to do something. They're going to do something that goes beyond a yawn and a Kevin Correa twins-like signing. And it's got to be fun knowing that.
0: But before they can do that, answer me this. And this was a topic uh, quite a bit today on Purple Daily, and I'm still confused. I think we all agree... Everson Griffin's probably gone. He's going to be traded and or let go, and that's going to create a bunch of cap room. But can somebody help me with what what Rami brought up before the last break? Kyle Rudolph. That's $7 million plus of a cap hit that could be probably drastically reduced with a redone contract. So I'm not even suggesting he be let go. I'm just saying a restructure. And yet Kramer's story today in the Star Tribune made it sound very much like he hasn't been approached. Nothing's going to happen. He's going to go in the last year of his contract, and it's a cap hit of... Seven million plus, and play for that. All right, Phil. I'll ask you: Can you help me on why you wouldn't at least go to him and say, "Let's restructure. We need to create as much cap space as humanly possible," and you're a great candidate to do it with.
3: So he has? Does he have zero guaranteed dollars this year? Zero. If they wanted, so zero. They could send him packing and not. Take any
4: cap hit whatsoever. And he would and he would probably let's say he was a free agent right now, he would probably he's like the ninth or tenth highest paid tight end even at seven or seven and a half. He was eighth dollars.
0: last year, so yes.
4: So he's probably signing for that league average like starter range. So he's it's not like he would go from seven and a half to nothing, even if he um but I don't get it either. His quotes in the Star Tribune are very self-aware, right? It's my cap number is pretty high. And if they wanted me to restructure, to give me guaranteed money and help the team sign better players. then like, it would be a no brainer to do it.
3: Yeah. He talked about the rumors <laughs> circulating that, that he has been approached about renegotiating. He said, neither me nor my agent have had any contact with the Vikings in that regard. From our understanding, I'm here playing under the contract. I'm under for one more year. And then he later said, I don't want to play anywhere else. The Vikings know that. They know I want to finish my career here. It's funny when I read stuff that I turned down a restructure, you'd have to be out of your mind to turn down a restructure when I have an <laughs> unguaranteed contract. They're going to guarantee money, lower my cap number and help the team. If that was ever put on the table, why would I decline it? I don't know. I don't know why it hasn't been put on the table though. So if they could, okay, I don't, I'm not
4: going to pretend to be a capologist, but if they could clear Let's say they could save themselves $4 million in cap space by giving Kyle Rudolph a two- or three-year extension that kind of levels off that money into the future. And pushing things out, yes. And it helps you bring in a better offensive guard or whatever it may be. They're not, but this is where Rob Brzezinski is not an idiot. He's maybe the best cap guy in the NFL. The Vikings are lucky to have him. Rick Spielman takes a lot of bullets, but Rick Spielman's a thoughtful Smart general manager who's done the restructure thing with so anybody has, and everybody. There has
3: to be a good reason for that. What is the reason? But, that's what <laughs> no. I, but no. But that's what we're all asking. I don't know. Like no,
0: no one's sitting here accusing them of being idiots. I am honestly asking. I, this is one I don't get. Yeah, Sendejo, we predicted. Get it, Remmers. I, I think he was done wrong by the team in being moved from tackle to guard. But again, get it.
4: I can hear some of the audience members like wondering, Well, why don't you ask Rick Spielman? Well, he's not going to he's not gonna say, Well, like, strategically, here's why
0: Again, here are our books. I'd just like to open these for you and show you right. Yeah, no, it's
3: I don't get it. It sounds like Kyle Rudolph himself yes. is saying, like, you know, I kind of expected him to ask me to take a pay cut, but uh, they haven't said anything yet. So maybe we just keep this is he on the pay the down low. Is he the guy What's that just. the circulation of the Star Trek these days? I just want to make sure.
0: He's just ducking down at, at his workstation. Boss walks by. Oh, thank God I survived. Yeah, I need
4: you to come in and take a pay cut. 651 646 8255. If you want to watch us in studio here, uh, you're welcome to do so. twitch.tv score. North. That's S-K-O-R North. Let's go to Dave in South Carolina. What's going on, Dave? You've stumbled into the free agency frenzy bonanza edition of Mackie and Jeb with Rami.
2: What's going on, guys? What do you got? Uh, well, I'm, first of all, I enjoy the station a lot. and I've called in once already, so this is my second call. But I, I keep up a lot with the stuff that's going on up there. and I think I'm pretty knowledgeable. I think one thing I would think about knowing the way the Vikings typically have done things in the past, and you're right about Rob Brzezinski, uh, he stirs the drink around there, uh, has for a long time. Um, but I will say this. I think that the reason the Rudolph thing may be going on the way it is going on is that uh, you know we always talk about, or Spielman talks about, building through the draft, right? So I think what's going to happen is that they're looking two or three years down the road like they always do, and I think they're going to draft the tight end because they just don't see him being viable. And with the way that the cap is right now, uh, incrementally going up, not as much. And with Cousins on the rope for two more years, I think that's why you saw CJ Ham sign as more of a, you know, an option to throw to out of the backfield. And I think that, um, they'll use Rudolph when they need to, and if they think they need to later, they will. My other points I wanted to make, I keep hearing about is, which are frustrating me, is that, <clears throat> first of all, you know, Kubiak's going to use a tight end a lot more. Um, I, I, I you know, this whole Treadwell thing, you know, I'll believe it when hell freezes over. Uh, but it may be, maybe he will be made better, uh, by the scheme. But you know, we forget about Chad Beebe. Um, so I think that there's guys already there. We're not going to be able to go out and get anybody else. We're going to have to make the guys we have better. Secondly, there are a lot of guys that he's talked about that they're going to have to develop, right? And, and with less money and, and bring along. And I think you're going to see that. Um, on the defensive line. There are guys that have been there for a year or two that are going to have to step up, and I'm not so sure that Everson does go. Uh, but I do think that there is a big point to be made. I love Zimmer, but he's going to have to acquiesce a little bit here for the good of the team long term and coach up some of these guys even more because offensively, as is, is, you know, y'all know, you keep talking about, or Matthew Collar keeps talking about, uh, you know, you're going to have to find a way to score probably 100 more points because yeah. this team is not going to turn the ball over.
4: Yeah. Dave, hey, Dave, thank you for the phone call. We're up against a, a break here. But call back, we love we love the phone calls from out of state, and uh, they make us happy. Can I pick one thing from his call and ask you guys a question? Please do. So Chad Beebe was incredible in the preseason last year. He's got football bloodlines, right? He's Don Beebe's kid. And he comes in, plays in three or four games at the end of the regular season, and he was only targeted four times. But when he was out there, he he runs routes. He caught all four passes that were targeted to him. Just kind of a classic slot receiver guy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I would run him out there as the th- number 3 wide receiver, third down and seven. Who do I trust to catch this pass eight yards down the field? Mm-hmm. I would run him out there 10 times out of 10 before I would run Laquan Treble out there to catch a key third down and seven pass. Well, can we, when we come back, can we talk about this, this line
0: from the strip? Because what Zimmer said, I, it didn't catch me by surprise. Cause that would be like, oh, pleasantly caught me by surprise. Sure. It, Bulled me over yeah. like a like a baseball to the head of one of the most idiotic statements from a smart man that I've ever heard.
3: And Judd read this to me literally just as we're about to walk into the studio to do Purple Daily. He just gut punches me. He's like, hey. and I kept and I kept saying to Robbie and Manny though. I said
0: to both you guys, did I miss this? Did I? Because I figured I had to have missed this. Yeah.
3: Well, let's
4: let's do that when we come back. We also have early poll results on the Nick Foles, Kirk Cousins thing. Uh, but, Judd, let's let's talk painting.
0: Indeed, we, we will. I want to talk about my friends at Certa Pro Painters. And I want to talk about the fact that this is a big week at the Zolgad House. And you say, okay, Judd, how does how does a big week at the Zolgad House tie in with Certa Pro Painters? And I'm going to tell you right now, it's a big week because everybody knows Judd is not a handyman, right? Like I was roof raking this week and trying to shovel. But it, it's just embarrassing. I can't do much. And I certainly can't paint. But guess who can? The pros at Certa Pro Painters. And my guy, Jose, and his team, they're coming to my house on Wednesday. And get this, they're not going to paint one room. They're going to paint two rooms. They're going to make my house look fabulous. It's a guest room and the bath, and both those rooms are going to get painted, and I'm going to be ecstatic. And more importantly, my wife is going to be ecstatic, and she's going to say, Judd, this is the greatest. And I'm going to say it certainly is because I couldn't have done it myself, but Jose and the people at CertiPro Pro Painters, they can. That's why they're coming to my house. That's why I called them, and right now you're saying, hold on, Judd. I can't do a thing around my house either. How do I get hold of CertiPro Pro Painters? I'm going to tell you. All you have to do, go to CERTAPRO.com or call 800GO CERTA, C-E-R-T-A. That's CERTAPRO.com or call 800GO CERTA. It helps that each CERTAPRO painter's business independently owned and operated. So it's right here in your community. That's right. So I've got a team coming to my house. If you live on the east side of town, you're going to have a different team. But guess what? All of them are absolutely fantastic. Again, CERTAPRO.com is the place to go. They are fantastic. That's CERTA with a C. And again, it's CERTAPRO.com or 800 GO C E R T A. Call them today. They'll come to your house. They're going to make your house as good as my house is going to look Wednesday night. I'm going to be a hero. And guess what? The guys from CERTAPRO and gals, they'll have done all the work. I will have done nothing, but that does not matter because I like being a hero. And you know, CERTAPRO painters, we do painting and you do life.
4: What was the uh, more more NFL free agency frenzy bonanza oh, news oh, here? Yeah. The Landon Collins contract. Yeah, so so the Giants didn't put the franchise tag
0: on him. He's still a young player, but he was uh, free to agree elsewhere. He he's going to Washington, six years, eighty four million dollars with forty five million in guarantees in the first three years. Shoosh. This is a position of safety, which. which we just saw a graphic that's up on NFL Network right now. Twelve former Pro Bowl safeties are set to become free agents. Was Sendejo one of them? Did Sendejo ever make
4: a Pro Pro Bowl? I don't think he did. No. I don't think so. Um, no. And he's a good safety too. What? So like, there's twelve former Pro yeah. Bowlers and Sendejos out there. Safeties have. It, it looks like safety is the position
0: that we've now decided. Okay, we, we can have a good one, but it doesn't need to be a great one for the yeah. most part. So for this, for Collins to get this contract, and I, and he is very good down. In the box against the run, but like in in coverage, he's not that
4: great. So this is not this is not Harrison Smith. There's always a guy in your fantasy auction where, they're, where they're, it's a 12 team league, and there are you know 15 quarterbacks that you feel pretty good with as, as a fantasy quarterback, and one guy always bids $50 on like. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. It's like, okay, well, I'll just get Tom Brady for $2 later. I mean, that's that's what this seems like. Yes. Everyone can have a safety if they want one and the and the Redskins of course just spent 45 million guaranteed over 3 years on on Landon Collins. Crazy. Um okay, look look the Laquan Treadwell anecdote from the start to Butte.
0: Yeah, so the uh, the strip had a piece breaking down the Vikings' position by position with the contracts, the guys who were going to be hitting the market from the team, and then also what they build as the big decision for each position. Ben Gessling of the Star Tribune wrote this in Sunday's paper. I'm just going to read you the last sentence from the wide receivers, okay? Yeah. From that breakdown. Though the Vikings would save $654,770 by cutting Laquan Treadwell, Coach Mike Zimmer said new assistant head coach Gary Kubiak has, quote, big plans for the former first-round pick. Did he
4: specify doing what? (laughs) perhaps (laughs) perhaps <laughs> it just stopped me right in my tracks. And I don't remember seeing the, this. Does Kubiak have a side business of some, kind? I don't know. <laughs> I,
0: mean, I, don't, I mean, And we talked about this in depth on purple daily. Cause I find it so interesting that, that we haven't seen this quote and big plans. This is a guy that dropped five passes. I believe he had, I looked it up today after we got done with purple daily. I think he had something like 50 passes directed towards him. He dropped five. He's unreliable. It's safe to say he's just a bust. It didn't work. I get why they took him, but it didn't work. But big play, are they really? Because as I said on Purple Daily, my concern is this. If you put a player on the field, an eligible receiver with Cousins, he throws to them. He's not far. He's not like, not you, not you, not you so my fear is they're going to try and do this again, and they're going to throw to him, and I'm,
4: I'm sorry, it's not going to change. The big plans thing is what, like, I could I could see if the quote was, no, okay, just to, is this a quote, or is this Kramer paraphrasing? This is Gessling. Gessling. This is Gessling. I get him confused. with. Uh, I'm just kidding, I love
0: Putting big plans in <laughs> quotes. Okay. So he said it's something. Okay, so big plans was so
4: actually Big quoted. plans comes from Mike Zimmer. Like, if it was... He's still in the mix, nope. or he still exists on He'll the be roster. Involved. He's still a human. He's like, employed by us. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like I went to. You guys ever go to this Fresh Time, this grocery store down the street? I here, is it good? It's yeah, it's it's good. Affordable. But what I've noticed is it's it's affordable. Okay. Yeah, it's not like quite Whole Foods from that Trader Joe's and Jimmy's value. Where does it I, a little bit more expensive than Cub Foods. Right. Yeah, that's okay. good though. All right. Uh and I went and I bought a pack of those those chicken tenders, like the the chicken it's chicken breast but they cut them into tender shape and you can if you're lazy and you want to grill chicken tenders <laughs> sure. without cutting the chicken breast. Right. It's great. Yeah. Well, I noticed on the the packaging that you're supposed to eat them within, like, two days, and now I've got one of these packages that's been in my fridge for an extra day or two beyond the expiration date. And, like, I might do something with that chicken still. I don't think it's going to kill me. Do I have big plans for those chicken <laughs> yeah. strips?
0: And you're probably going to toss it. Probably. It's probably
4: going to be <laughs> let is it, go. Is it, are they in the mix for dinner tonight? Maybe. Am I going to lean on those chicken tenders with big plans, not without... Bracing for digestion issues. Okay, yes. that's what's happening at the Macchi. See, as
3: long there. as I have <laughs> yeah. the chicken tenders, I I have big plans for them. As soon as okay. I don't have big plans for <laughs> them anymore, <laughs> they're, they're gone.
4: They're done. So it, once you reach the point where
3: you no longer have big plans, <laughs> yeah. if I can't you're make, comfortable
4: saying if I can't peace make out.
3: fajitas with these, then yeah. it's yeah, it's peace out. It's been real. F- yeah, you know, if you can't, I feel it- that's good though. Like
4: right. that,
0: that's the right tack to take. Yeah, and so it's like chicken tenders. I'm sorry. You know, the expiration date's approaching. (laughs) We're going to have to let you go.
4: It didn't work out. It didn't. And you know what? It's possible that, you know, you find a new home. Maybe a squirrel finds you in the garbage or something. Absolutely. Besides the squirrels, you know, they won four games last year. They're looking. (laughs) They're on the open market. I love it when analogies go off the rails on this show. I feel like most of our analogies are food.
0: (laughs) Shocking. I was going to say. And the Twitch camera adds 10 pounds when the show goes on.
4: (laughs) Oh, man. But
0: anyway, I just, I I hadn't seen this. It stopped me. It stopped Rami. Yeah, it was. And and I just just hope, I hope it's some sort of just lip service type of deal. Because honestly, if you put this guy on the field again in 2019,
4: I don't have faith that Kirk Cousins won't just continue to throw to him. He did it Uh, all year. The Adam, so Adam Humphreys just signed. We should have, we should almost just have, well, we do have football sounders, I guess. Every time something big happens, (laughs) we're we're just like a football sounder. We're just going to play the Spielman laugh (laughs) whenever there's news coming down the pipeline. (laughs) So, uh, Adam Humphreys, who you, if you play fantasy football, you probably know who he is or you're a huge Tampa Bay Bucks fan, but uh, he is one of the best slot receivers in the league or has emerged as a quality slot receiver. He's one of the best slot receivers in free agency, let's put it that way. And he just signed a four-year, $36 million mm-hmm. deal or agreed to that with the Tennessee Titans. So undrafted free agent a few years ago, and now he just pulls in $36 million over four years. I wonder what that means for a guy like Thielen, who four years, $36 million. Uh, what's my math on that? $9 million Nine a million year? year? Yeah. If you're the Vikings, are you using the Adam Humphreys? Four year, thirty six million, saying than Humphreys, isn't he? But Humphreys is younger. That's true.
3: I said this. I said this to Judd and to Manny, and right after Blake Barrett said on Purple Daily that it sounded like they were close to an extension. Why? 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 At this stage, why? Why for the Vikings? Yes, it's a great
4: question, and it's. It's entirely about keeping the peace with one of your franchise's best and most popular players, right? That's, that's what it is. It doesn't, that's great, but it's it's not... It
0: doesn't have to be long-term. It's not necessary. It doesn't have to be long-term. I, I am more confused about why Kyle's contract is not being restructured that, than the fact that they <laughs> likely will give Thielen an extension in
4: July. Le'Veon Bell just tweeted, I'm so torn right now,
3: dot, dot, dot. Decisions. Oh, please tell me he's going to put it to a Twitter poll where he signs. <laughs> that's going to happen. You know, that's Somebody.
0: the next step. I love that. That's that the next would step. be awesome. I think you're right, though. You, Colts? You said that weeks ago. I think the Colts, they have so much money to spend. And they've got to spend some of it. And, and in short term, in that backfield with that quarterback, it makes a lot of sense.
3: That could be a scary team if they sign Le'Veon Bell. If yeah. he's not shaped like a bell. <laughs> he did get a little fat, right? He got a little chunky with the year off that he took.
4: I have he, no idea what that's like. Ian Rappaport. Uh huh. Source The Arizona Cardinals are expected to sign former Ravens pass rusher Terrell Suggs. Oh. Back home where he went to college.
3: You know, every year uh, for like four years now, I'll be watching football on a Sunday and I'm like, oh, Terrell Suggs is still in. <laughs> he's still playing. <laughs> it's that's crazy. That's Terrell Good Suggs. For him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he seemed old five years ago. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> You're right he did.
4: Um, the huh? the Nick Foles or Kirk Cousins poll results when we come back. And also, maybe these lists aren't even... Were you guys... I was putting together lists earlier today of, man, Vikings free agency wish list, and like Deshaun Jackson was on it at one point where he just signed. <laughs> it's like Is three it offensive gone? linemen that were on it at one point. They all signed. Actually, Frank Gore was on one of my... I wouldn't have, If the Vikings had said Frank Gore, you're the backup to Dalvin Cook, I would not have fought that. I'd be okay with but that. He's going to the Bills. Yeah. Do you guys have... Remaining free agent lists or things that you want to dive into here when we come back. I
3: have to go over my list and see who
4: uh, who's left, who's been poached already. Yeah, yeah. Um, because Collar even had Collar floated five polls on his show earlier today of things that he thinks the Vikings should do. We could riff off that too. Uh, it's it's a free agency frenzy. i got his entire list right here. Awesome. <laughs> We're it's a free agency frenzy bonanza here, and we are He's just gone. following along as news is coming in. <laughs> Mackie gone. and Jeff with Rami. From the TCL Studios. Collar's List is already blown
3: up. And that
4: was like two hours ago. It wasn't even that long ago. Let's talk about the place that I signed when I was 16 years old. That's right. Luther Brookdale Toyota signed a lifetime contract. They don't actually have contracts, but I've been going there for a long time. And I've been trading in vehicles. I've uh, bought slash leased vehicles. And I just love the combination of service knowledge expertise and peace of mind that i get and much like jub was saying earlier he's not really a handyman i'm not either i'm not a car guy i don't know a lot about cars i mean i know how to turn a car on and like listen to music and podcasts and radio and things like that but if you ask me to open up the hood and fix something i am a deer in the headlights and so i need people like steve and Dwayne and jeremy and everybody else in that service department at luther brookdale toyota 694 on brooklyn boulevard And the website is lutherbrookdaletoyota.com. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Free agency, frenzy, bonanza.